0: Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome back to another great episode of Keep Idaho Red Radio here on 580
1: KIDO, 107.5 FM. Uh, and in the Magic Valley, our sister station, Vic, K-L-I-X. Yes. And uh, I'm Victor Miller, and uh, Tom Luna will be joining us a little bit later. And so um, we're going to open up the show with just one of the one of the best people I know, just a fantastic friend, uh, exceedingly bright. His name is Eric Metaxas. And Eric Metaxas is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Is Atheism Dead? Fish Out of Water, Martin Luther, If You Can Keep It, Bonhoeffer, Amazing Grace, and Miracles. And Eric right now is currently doing a book circuit tour with his new book, Letter to the American Church, which was released in September 2022. He's written more than 30 children's books too, by the way. And his books have been translated in more than 25 languages. And he's appeared in the New York the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, New Yorker. He's been on Fox and CNN and MSNBC. And uh, he's the host of the Eric Metaxas Show, a nationally syndicated daily radio show. He's spoken at the prayer breakfast. He lives in New York City with his wife and his daughter. And Eric and I became friends when I joined a Christian men's group called the New Canaan Society, which now has chapters all across the U.S. Good morning to you, Eric Metaxas.
0: I can't believe it. Here we are talking. Uh, isn't that and amazing? And there are people listening, Victor. I know. Evidently. There are people uh, listening to us right now. I'm a little frightened. What should we talk about?
1: Well, you have a radio show, so you're used to this. You should be frightened more from me than yourself. But
0: hey, let's, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little Listen. Yeah, go.
1: Let's talk a little about your background. You're a professing Christian believer. You're an author. You have a radio show, a TV show. You, appear, you also appear in the political circles, which is a unique mix because most Christians seem to avoid. Media and politics, and many media folks avoid faith being central to their identity. Talk about why you felt led to to both of them. You're you're on both paths.
0: Well, I'll tell you. There's only there's this thing called truth, uh, and truth is truth. And the 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 horrible idea that we have to divide it into these categories, and I've got to stay in this lane and that lane. It is garbage. It's not just garbage, but it's destructive, and it's caused a lot of the problems that we have in the culture. You know, when you, when, when some pastor says, I can't be political, you, you, you want to say, what, what do you even mean by that? Like, if, if slavery is on the ballot— are you going to say, well, I I can't comment on that because it's a political issue? If you have any heart for God or human beings, (laughs) you're going to say, I need to speak against slavery. Uh, The Bible commands me to speak for the truth and for the dignity of people and whatever. And people who don't like that are going to say, oh, you're being political. Well, that's the case with anything. It's very easy for us now to say it with the issue of slavery, we act like, oh, no, everybody agrees on that. But, you know, uh, there was a time when that wasn't the case. And today we're dealing with similar issues. They're issues of justice and truth. And so I part of the reason I, I, I write what I write and do what I do is to orient people toward truth. And away from these kind of false categories, like this is politics, this is theology. You know, Jesus wasn't. He didn't. Jesus didn't say, "I am the theological truth." He, he said, I am the truth, you know. And so we, we really, um, a lot of what I try to do on my radio program and in Socrates in the City, uh, and in the books that I write, is to help people understand that there is just truth. There's no Christian truth. All truth is truth. If I'm a Christian, I believe uh, Jesus is the truth. And all truths point to him, whether it's mathematical truth or history or everything that is true partakes of the God of the universe. So this idea that we've got to stay in our religious lane over here and then everything else is secular, those are are horrible, destructive ideas. And so it's part of what I do. It's part of why I do er- er- everything I do. So that's a great question. Just, I could give three speeches on that, so I better shut up.
1: Well, I mean, what, what, what's really interesting, you, you mentioned it earlier in your in what you just said, is that there were times it's clear that the Church had a major impact during the American Revolution,
0: right? So why, what is that? Well, listen, ha- <clears throat> that's the job of the Church. That's the irony, right, is that, that God wants the people who claim to believe in Him to to live out their faith in every single sphere. And in the days of uh, of the revolution, it meant standing for liberty and against tyranny. Uh, it, it You know, it means things. It's not just something that I have in my head, some theological ideas that's pro- that are private. And and that's what we have lost, and that's a big part of, you know, what, what, what I talk about, what, no matter what I'm talking about, but especially with the new book, Letter to the American Church.
1: So we're speaking with Eric Metaxas, who is the author of, of the book you just mentioned, Letter to American Church. You know, maybe we step back for a second. You just mentioned the word liberty and tyranny. You know, maybe, how do you define religious liberty, and how How has that term been misinterpreted over time, Uh, and to get us to where we are now? Well,
0: it's kind of funny, too, because this is how I see God's hand in my life. I mean, a lot of the books that I have written, some people are familiar with Bonhoeffer, probably most people would be familiar with that. But in every one of the books that I've written, even without intending to, I could see God's hand helping me understand all these issues that are so important right now. The issue of liberty. What is liberty? What is religious liberty? These ideas are ideas that if we don't understand them, they go away. It's vital that people understand them and live them out and protect them and fight for them. And if you don't understand it, you can't fight for it and and protect it. And religious liberty is at the heart of all liberty. You know, when, when people say, I'm a patriot, I believe in America, and I believe in it. Do you understand what that means? Do you understand... Uh, who the enemies of that are. We're dealing with the enemies of that today. People who say, your religion needs to be private. And you think, no, 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 no. They have that in China. You can go into your little building and do your little religious rituals, but when you come out, you bow to the secular authority of the atheist communist state. And they say, well, you know, your, your faith is private. If you have real faith in the God of the Bible, it is by definition not private. It affects everything. Amen. And you see that in the life of Bonhoeffer. You see that in the life of Martin Luther. I wrote about William Wilberforce in my book Amazing Great. These men illustrate these things. And I, I wrote a book called Seven Men and a book called Seven Women and a book called Seven More Men. And I, in all these books, you kind of see these things lived out in people's lives. And I realized that. We are where we are in America today and in the world because we have forgotten what these things are. We've had it too easy and too good, and we've had so much liberty that we kind of don't even realize what liberty is. And so when it starts to go away, as the cultural Marxists and, and others uh, begin to push against it, we, we we forget what it is that had to be done for us to get these things in the first place. and what it requires for us to keep these things. That's why I wrote my book, If You Can Keep It, The Forgotten Promise of American Liberty. Benjamin Franklin and all the founders understood that. Liberty doesn't keep itself we the people have to understand what it is and have to fight for it and fight to keep it and we're in that battle right now in this country
1: you know, in, a, in a June press release uh, uh, talking about the announcing of this publishing of your new book letter to the American Church you said <clears throat> quote today's American Church uh, faces a crucial decision the choice is to silently uh, the choice to silently abandon its mission of proclaiming liberty or to stand up to the Forces of evil that are slowly enslaving our culture. So, in what ways does the church proclaim liberty, and what forces of evil do you see slowly enslaving our culture, Eric?
0: Well, uh, b- before I uh, try to answer that, I want to make clear that the book "Letter to the American Church," I wrote that it's my the shortest book I've ever written, <laughs> but the, w- what I saw happening. Uh, and the reason I wrote letter to the American Church is because I see parallels—I mean, parallels. That's putting it mildly. I see dramatic, clear parallels to what's happening in America today, to what's happening, to what happened in Germany in the 1930s. In my book on Bonhoeffer, I show how you know big state government, in the form of the Nazis, tried to push the church around and really neutralize and crush the church. And Bonhoeffer was trying to get the church to be the church, and and to try to get them to understand that you need to get activated and political and to push against the Nazis. That's God's command to you it is his right. charge to you the church and the german church they were confused and they said no 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 we're not supposed to be political we've always had a nice relationship with the kaiser and the state and we don't we don't do that we just preach the gospel complete misunderstanding of the role of the church and bonhoeffer prophetically tried to get them to see no you need to stand against evil. You, you, God has charged you with this. You are to be the conscience of the state." And they kept thinking, oh, no, 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 Romans 13, it says we're supposed to, you know. They really dithered, and, you know, it was a combination of cowardice and theological confusion and whatever you want to call it. But Bonhoeffer failed to get them to wake up in time. And when they finally woke up that it is, uh, it was our duty to speak against the evil Uh, happening against the Jews, happening against, you know, all of these abrogations of liberty uh, and biblical values that were happening because of the Nazis. It was the duty of the Church, and they failed. And so the reason I wrote the book Letter to the American Church is because I see very dramatic, clear parallels. I am not even being slightly hyperbolic, uh, what is happening in America today is so similar to what happened in Germany in the 30s. We know how that went. And because we know how that went, if we do not take that seriously and stand and be the church and understand that God demands that if you believe in him, you're going to act it out in every sphere of life. You're gonna speak for those who have no voice. You're gonna speak for liberty. You are going to, You can't say, I'm not going to be political. It's, it's, it's a, a twisting of the biblical idea. So today, almost everywhere we look, there are issues today. Whether you wanna talk about the transgender madness, I mean, most people in America know that there are men and women, and that men can't become women, and women can't become men. Most people know that, but they're being told that, oh no, no, there's a new science that we discovered 10 minutes ago that says this, (laughs) and if you disagree, you're a bigot. Well, you know right then and there that it's not science, you're just being bullied into taking a point of view. That's exactly what the Nazis were doing with racial ideology, just redefining everything according to something they made up 10 minutes ago, and saying, if you dissent, we will crush you, we will cancel you, we will do whatever it takes, we're going to use the power of the state uh, to keep you from speaking truth. And so you know, the transgender lunacy is just one example. Uh, you can look in almost any direction in American public life today. You know, the idea of open borders, the idea of, of, of globalism. We're not supposed to have a, a nation. If you care about your nation, you're a nationalist, you're a white nationalist, or you're a Christian. You know, all of this lunacy uh, is basically uh, anti-biblical, anti-American, and God has appointed the people who claim to believe in him to stand against it. And many of them, maybe most of them, are saying, you know what, I think I'll take a pass. I think um, I don't wanna, you know, ruffle the feathers of, of anybody in my congregation. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be neutral on this. That is Lunacy. That's like trying to be neutral on good and evil. It's trying to be neutral on slavery. It's, you can't you can, at certain times when speaking the truth on issues is going to ruffle some feathers. But God has called you to ruffle those feathers because there's some people who are going to hear what you say and they're going to go... Thank you. Thank you, because we were wondering about that. We were wondering, what does the Bible say? What is my role? So this has come to us right now. We are right where the German Church was in 1933, 34, 35.
1: We're listening to KIDO Talk Radio, 107.5 FM, 580 AM. Right after the break, we're going to continue our discussion with the author, radio show host, Eric Metaxas. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio. And we have the great and distinct pleasure to talk to a good friend of mine, Eric Metaxas, who is a number one New York Times bestselling author. His new book is called Letter to the American Church. And um, we were just talking about the transgendered ideology. We were talking about how Germans were kind of making up the science, like you said, uh, after 10 minutes. And so let's talk about a couple other things that seem to fit uh, into that as well that's happening now in our culture. And that is also critical race theory. And that's that's kind of the newer thing. And then older stuff is Marxist ideology creeping into our culture. Maybe talk about those aspects you're seeing. Well, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the church's role and how we can... uh, get the church more activated to do something about this?
0: Well, I mean, what ultimately we're talking about is truth, right? It's always about truth. And to me, that's what the Bible is about. It's about truth. God is the God of truth. And from God emanates all that we know that is good and true and beautiful. And so you have people coming in and they're sort of cannibalizing. Like they say, oh, we care about justice and equality. Well, I wrote a book called "Is Atheism Dead," where I talk about the idea that if, if you're not talking about the God of the Bible, you say there's no God, you're a Marxist, which is basically anybody coming, you know, from critical race theory or you know the Black Lives Matter ideology. These are Marxists who say they don't they don't proclaim it to openly cuz they don't want people to really know but they they are atheistic but they claim to care about things like equality and justice and you, you know you want to say to them first of all excuse me wh- why do you care about equality and justice you, where did you get those ideas from you got those ideas from Christians, from the Bible, but now you're pretending, you know, that they're your ideas and that those ideas can exist a part of the God of the Bible. Let me tell you, your atheism would lead you to believe that we all evolved out of the primordial soup by accident. And again, I I write about this in my book, Uh, Uh, Is Atheism Dead? And therefore, there's no such thing as equality. There's no such thing as justice. These are all made-up ideas. The only person who can intellectually talk about justice and equality on any real level is a person who says, I believe what the Bible says, that we are all made in God's image, we are all sacred, uh, and, and and we have a reason to stand up for people who are different uh, from us. And so just to begin there, the idea that we can talk about even racism, where do you get the idea racism is wrong? You get it either from the Bible or... You're making it up because pure Darwinian uh, selection—you know this atheist idea that that we kind of came from nowhere, we're going nowhere. Where do you get equality? Where do you get justice? Those ideas are biblical ideas, and so the point is, they're playing games with us. They're talking about these things without allowing us to say, "Excuse me, we're." Where do you get that idea from? And, and by the way, I don't need somebody to tell me ten minutes ago like we've discovered a new reason for racism or a new way of looking at racism. The, the idea that that racism is bad comes from the Bible. Uh, the abolitionists were, uh, you know, Bible thumping Christians. Uh, William Wilberforce, about whom I wrote in my book Amazing Grace, he got the idea that that slavery needs to be abolished and the slave trade needs to be abolished because he was a Christian, and so. Right. These, these folks have kind of come on board lately, and they're they're playing games. Uh, they're playing intellectual games and trying to confuse us. And we, we just have to say we're not interested. We already know racism is wrong. Uh, we abolished slavery. Uh, we had a civil rights movement in America that came out of the churches. Like So what, what is it that you're telling us that we need to know that we didn't already know? We already know this. And what you're really doing is you're being deliberately divisive this is this is just a new kind of marxism instead of dividing you know the workers uh, from from the you know the factory owners you're now just dividing blacks and whites and gays and straights I mean, you're you're doing the same kind of thing To create that, you know, this dialectic and to cause trouble. And we we have to just say, we're going to have none of this. This is garbage. No, thank you. And the churches need to be at the forefront of that, but many churches have been confused and have kind of opened their doors to this lunacy. And no wonder uh, they're losing uh, numbers and people are less interested in Christianity, because you think, well, "What? I'm not really getting what I'm looking for. What yeah. I'm getting is confusion.
1: Well, we're speaking with Eric Metaxas, author of the new, of the new book, um, Letter to the American Church. So, Eric, you talked about the Church's silence. You talked about uh, the parallels to the German Church in the 30s, the catastrophic results that that led to in that in that culture, so Eric, the church can lead, but the flock must follow. So the question is: for the church, what is your message for the church to do? And then what's your message as you've you've asked people to step into their calling uh, that God's yeah. placed on their hearts? So what's the message for the church and and the flock so that we can actually reverse this and uh, make this letter and a commandment to like we've got to wake up the church?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I say to people. If you are going to a church or giving money to a church that doesn't get this, that is kind of playing patty cake with evil and sort of trying to be neutral at a time when we're in, in an ideological war that that you know we're 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 in a in a in a very bad place. And if and if you don't have a spiritual leader or pastor or church that gets this, uh, or or that 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 at least gets it on some level, I would find another church. I'd find a church that that understands. Where we are, and I think, um, you know, I I actually say to people, you know, the, my book, Letters to the American Church, is it's the kind of a book. It's a short book, and you can give it to a pastor and say, would you read this and tell me what you think? Because. I think that there are a lot of good people who are confused. And and I wrote the book to help them understand what's going on and, and where they need to stand or they need to maybe be bucked up and encouraged. And I would say if somebody refuses to do that, leave that church. Do not give your tithe money to that church. because. We, we are really in an ideological war. We're not just going to lose America. The whole world goes down. If, if, if American liberty, uh, the founders view of liberty is not held up and really reestablished because we've let it drip so far that most Americans don't get it, 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 it we lose everything. People's lives are at stake. In other words, if you care about strangers around the world, you have to stand for these things in America, you know, because, as Lincoln said, we're the last best hope of Earth, that God helped this nation come into being for his purposes. This is not about us. It's about God's purposes. And so, you know, as I said, everything I do, in in a way, points to this stuff. I should mention to people that if they just can spell my name uh, and go to my website, ericmetaxas.com, at the bottom, they can sign up for my newsletter. Cause you know, I do tons of interviews on this subject with tons of people on, on, on my radio show, you know, which is two hours a day on the Salem network. And I I have a thing called Socrates in the city, which uh, it also tries to deal with this kind of stuff. So if people find me online, you know, there's a, there's a lot of resources cause there's a lot to this, but we're all called to get involved somehow. And I really think that it is, As I said, it was the fault of the German church that Germany opened the door to hell on earth. The German church dithered and... And by the time they, they woke up, they said, it's too late, the Nazis have taken over, they've neutralized the Church. That is precisely what's happening in the United States of America. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, Victor, it's exactly what is happening. There are tons of pastors, good pastors, that are confused, they don't get this, and I, I wrote the book really for them, to show right. them biblically, clearly, winsomely, uh, what I believe God is trying to say to them to avert the the nightmare that was not averted in Germany in the 30s that we, you know, learned from that period.
1: Well, we've been speaking with uh, Eric Metaxas, and that is spelled for all of you out there, M-A-T-A-X-A-S. What? Did I mess it up? M-E-T-A-X-A-S, right? M-E-T-A-X-A-S. M-E-T. Yeah. AXAS. Yeah, Eric Mataki. Thank you. Yeah, so I can go. Spell Miller. Hey. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty hard one. Anyway, um, th- his, his latest book is A Letter to the American Church, and it is his shortest book because it's supposed to be a letter. And uh, we just appreciate you coming on, Eric, today, and we just, we bless you, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. Thanks for tuning in.